Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag BYU. I'm familiar with it because uh, we had that offense here when I was at BYU. A lot of the concepts, uh, a lot of the schemes carry over from when I played here under Norm Norm Chow and Lavelle Edwards. And so uh, you're looking at it, the concepts are still the same. Execution, all that, it still matters. And so my first introduction is that I played under the system. The next thing is defending it. Uh, There's there's some ways you can can, uh, defend it, but there's also, it's it's such a unique offense that there's a lot of different ways to attack it, but there's a lot of ways that they can counter as well. So it's going to be a good matchup. Looking forward to it. There's Kalani Sataki basically saying, yeah, I'm really familiar with the offense. I know what to do, but I'm not going to blurt it out now. But I'm too nice a guy to shut you down, and I don't have the cachet of Bill Belichick to just say, on to Cincinnati, on to Miami, and blow you off. So he kind of talked around it there, kept going. But, yes, what they're running at USC is kind of like what they're running at Washington State. And you go back through the coaching tree and Mike Leach sitting in the stands at BYU, really not the typical coaching tree. It's not like he was Lavelle's offensive coordinator, but sitting in the stands watching what they were doing, borrowing a ton of stuff. So the question is, are BYU's athletes good enough to stop the athletes USC has? Because we know USC athletically is loaded. What's the difference between 5-7 and seven last year and 2-0 and oh this year? You, know, you could start out with quarterback play, probably start out with fewer turnovers, and maybe it's just a small sample size. Or maybe they really found something. The next two games will tell us a lot, and by then the Utes and Cougars will be done with USC. Those are the next two games. BYU wants exposure. That's part of the deal. That's part of independence. That was from the moment they announced independence what they wanted. And Hey, you don't get better than 1.30 on an over-the-air network, ABC. Literally the whole country can watch it, even the cord cutters. It's right there. Now what do you do with it? No. Home field has not been good to BYU the last couple of years. There haven't been enough wins. There have been some embarrassing wins. They lost to the Utes at home in the opener. Take another crack here against BYU. We can get into this more later in the show. And there's actually a discussion up on our Facebook page, DJ and PK. You can go to it right now, or you can tweet at us. What does, you know, how does BYU beat USC? What do they have to do to pull the upset here? I think the shorthand is what it usually is. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. How do they get three takeaways? I think the best way there is probably pretty similar to the way they defended Utah. Drop eight, keep the ball in front of you. Yeah, they got bigger, faster guys because they're USC. They're pretty much bigger and faster than everybody. Keep them in front of you. Make them drive down. Don't let them have, you know, they can't go 75 yards in three plays with some 50-yard gain in there. Long drives, see if they'll make a mistake, see if you can get a young quarterback confused, especially in the red zone where you're not worried about getting beat deep. Get some turnovers, maybe they miss some field goals. The more you hang around when you're the underdog, the more the pressure grows on the favorite, and maybe you can get them to do something completely ridiculous and they'll melt down for you. So extend the game. I expect they'll be dropping eight like they did against Utah. All right, more on this game coming up. You can tweet at us your theories. How do they do this? How do they pull the upset? We'll get to that coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hashtag Utah. He's got a great deal of confidence right now in what he's doing. He's got a great grasp of what Andy's 
scheme is all about. And Andy's done a great job with Tyler. He's in the top 10 in the nation in QBR, which is the real, that's what you pay attention to. If you want to know how your quarterback's playing, look at the QBR. That's the best analytic or evaluation of how your quarterback is, is helping your team out and contributing. And right now he's in the top 10, and that says a lot. Tyler Huntley getting all the kudos from Kyle Whittingham. Of course, the real question, and, and he has been really good. I mean, not only is he not turning the ball over, he's not even really throwing in completions. He's had a few drops. A few times the smart move has been to throw the ball away, and there just haven't been that many incompletions. But what happens when they play a tougher schedule? What happens when the other guys have more talent? Utah's been favored. They've done what they're supposed to do through two games. It's Idaho State, so we're all expecting them to do what they're supposed to do through three games. Here's the final tune-up. Get as healthy as you can because then it's conference play, it's USC, and it's on. And other than that, I don't have much for you on Idaho State. I wish they didn't play these games, but the goal is to have six home games every year and seven home games some years. And the only way to do that is to buy opponents. And the Mountain West declared itself a... out of the business of one-offs. And it's not completely true because you can still go up and down Mountain West schedules and they're still doing it. I don't think LSU's coming back to visit Utah State, but they really don't seem to want to do it with uh, Pac-12 teams, especially with Pac-12 teams not named USC. So they're buying Big Sky games and then they kind of turn into snooze fests. And as long as that BYU-USC game is close, I would imagine for a lot of local sports fans, it's going to be, uh, yeah, I'll look at you and get a score in the commercial break, but then i got to go back and see this game as long as it's competitive. Keep an eye on the Cougars and Trojans. It's 2.15 on the Pac-12 Network, and a BYU game starting at 1.30. It'll be about one quarter in front of it. The first quarter ought to be done in Provo by the time they kick off in Salt Lake. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. All right, there is a ton of college football for you to watch, depending on how deep a dive you want to do. I think the must-see game tonight is clearly Washington State and Houston. That's the game that's intriguing and appealing in the country. Uh, Washington State has had two easy wins. This is uh, an upgrade, Um, so we'll see what they do. They do have to go on the road. I think that's kind of the theme in the Pac-12 this this week. Uh, A lot of games for Pac-12 schools against group of five teams but largely high-end group of five teams and a lot of them are on the road so will washington state go to houston and stumble my guess is no they're 11 and 2 we know that mike leach was pumping them up in the summer to no end so i expect they handle this um but you always keep your eye on it because you never know because Houston's had some good teams and they've taken some people down. Washington State is favored by 9.5 in this game. Uh, also tonight, Wake Forest is playing NC State. So uh, that game's at 4 o'clock on ESPN and then Wazoo in Houston uh, at 7.15. Also tomorrow, Stanford is an 8.5-point underdog at 17th-ranked Central Florida. Again, a group of five team, but a high-end group of five team. And they have put together a couple of awesome seasons here. And... Stanford, good luck. I mean, I think the question now is, why are you doing this? I don't know the answer. Uh, we heard at media day, well, you know, when we scheduled them, UCF hadn't become UCF. USC's at BYU, obviously. So that's another, again, not a Power 5 opponent. Classified as Power 5, but they don't really get to recruit with that brand. Colorado's at home against Air Force. Colorado's off to a good 2-0 start, beating CSU, beating Nebraska. Now can they handle Air Force and, you know, handle the funky 
option and assignment football. A couple of Pac-12 teams have games against Power 5 schools. ASU, 2-0, and won the two games they're supposed to. Now they got to go play 18th-ranked Michigan State at East Lansing. You know, this is where PK says ASU is so young. Now they're going against what we think is a quality team on the road. Michigan State's a 15-point favorite. And uh, also Oklahoma at UCLA. This will probably be awful. It's on Big Fox, 6 o'clock. Oklahoma's favored by 23 and a half. And the way UCLA's played, Oklahoma's going to win by as many as they want to win by whenever they want to call off the dogs, and that'll do it. Well, Washington's home against Hawaii. Hawaii's uh, gotten off to a nice start, won a couple games, but uh, I would think they're wildly overmatched going to Seattle. It's one thing to beat Arizona at home. It's another thing to try and beat Washington in Washington. And uh, Oregon's at home against Montana. They're big sky money game. Montana's 2-0. They've had some good teams. Haven't been quite as good the last couple of years, but I mean, they had a string of awesome years, so I guess there's, you know, they're still not awful. I don't think they'll go in there and pull the upset, but uh, worth watching. That'll be on the Pac-12 network tomorrow night. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hashtag NFL. In the red zone. Peakley calling the defense. play action fake. Sold by Winston. Throws toward the end zone. It is a caught ball. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Godwin's got a touchdown catch against Carolina. Had two of the last time we played these guys. And the great throw by Winston. Hit him right in the hands in the end zone. Bucks take the lead. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go into Carolina and win. Defensive game. Cam Newton. Will he ever be Cam Newton again? I mean, the Cam Newton we knew, just athletically so dominant. He could run. He could throw. He looked great just sitting in a pocket, picking guys out. But then he could take off if he had to. Got his team to a Super Bowl, but he's been hurt. And so it's not that dominant. And, uh, you know, you're out there playing at 70%. I mean, I don't know that he's hurt now, but I don't know that he's right either. He doesn't look. And maybe it's a confidence thing. Um, I don't know what it is. He was 24 of 50. I mean, they just threw it a ton. And you complete less than half your passes in the NFL. That's not going to get it done. And it didn't. They're 0-2. They've lost two home games. When will Cam Newton be Cam Newton again? Uh, for Jameis Winston, a turnover-free game. You know, he knows plenty of good things, but, man, he's been a turnover machine. There's a thing flying around on Twitter during the game last night, uh, a graphic about how he's got, since he came into the NFL, he's got the most interceptions. He's got the most turnovers. He's tied for the most fumbles. Uh it's brutal. You just, I mean, we get, we know about that stuff because Kyle Winningham talks about it all the time. You just can't turn the ball over like that and think you're going to have a lot of success. And, you know, they're, they're in a division that can be a little unforgiving. Atlanta's had some good teams. The Saints have been really good lately. Bucks are 1-1. One one. Panthers are 0-2 after that. Uh, big games this weekend. Raiders got a nice win to open up against the Broncos. But now they got the Chiefs. So how will that play out? I assume that it's the Chiefs and the Patriots in the AFC. Uh, they were so good last year. They looked good out of the gate. There's nothing that happened in the offseason. But I think they would take – it's a quarterback-driven league as long as their quarterbacks are healthy. I think they can ride through a lot of other stuff. So who else in the AFC is going to be good enough to beat those two guys on consecutive weeks when they get to the playoffs? Seems like a, a tall order. If you like a long-time rivalries and that kind of stuff, the Vikings are playing the Packers, and they both won their opener. So that uh, that's not bad. Uh, the Cowboys went out, 
won their opener, beat the Giants. They got another division game. They get to play Washington, so we'll see what they do. I'm a little curious what the Steelers are going to do. They just got thoroughly thrashed. And I know it's a quarterback-driven league, but when you get all your weapons stripped away from you, and they've lost a couple of skill players in Pittsburgh recently, they dropped their opener. Seattle's coming in. You know, are they going to fall to 0-2? So, few storylines few storylines to watch. The Sunday night game that you can hear right here on the Zone Network is uh, Eagles and Falcons. And we'll see. I, I was just talking about how Atlanta's had some good teams. But, again, they, they lost their opener. Now they got Philly in. 0-2 is not the end of the world. The odds are stacked against you. There's a ton of stats out there that say if you start 0-2, it's hard to make the playoffs. It's certainly doable. A 16-game season can be pretty forgiving. We've seen plenty of teams 4-4 four and four midway through the year take off and get to the playoffs. So, 0-2 is not the end of the world, but it's certainly a much harder path. It seems like the Falcons, the Steelers will be at home trying to avoid that. I am curious about Saints and Rams. That game, they both won their opener. That's a rematch of the NFC title game. Uh, that game's uh, on Fox in the afternoon. I don't know if it's going to be carried locally, but I would hope so. But I don't know that. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Fastball driven in the air to deep right field. Down the line towards the corner. Dyson over. He jumps. It's gone. Juan Lagares tucks it into the front row in the right field corner for his second home run of the game. The Mets now lead the Diamondbacks 9 to nothing. The Diamondbacks' woes continue. PK warned us about this. Two up, two over 500, two under 500. And then they got all the way to eight over. They got right to the edge of the wild card race. And now look at them. Beaten again. Uh, Seattle Mariners. They got a, uh, I mean, they've been out of it for a while. But Kyle Lewis is the second player in Major League Baseball history to homer in his first three games. Rocky shortstop Trevor Story did it. Is this the start of some legendary career? Or, hey, the ball's flying out of the park. It's late in the year. He's all fired up, and everybody else is just trying to get to the end of the season. And Mariners lose to Cincinnati 11-5. So playing the Reds, who aren't all that, playing out the string. But Kyle Lewis, great debut for him. Oh, the Mets score, by the way. The Mets crushed the Diamondbacks 11-1 was the final there. The race to watch, the division races really aren't that dramatic right now. Uh, The National League Central, the Cardinals out in front of the Brewers and the Cubs and the Cardinals win again. They just got to take care of business here over the last two and a half weeks. They've got uh, a four-game lead over the Brewers and the Cubs and the Cardinals win again. Brewers and Cubs tied for that last wild card spot. It's the Nationals right now with the first wild card spot and they got a little breathing room before they get to the uh, the Brewers and the Cubs. Got a three and a half game lead there. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL's back at it Sunday afternoon in Minnesota. RSL, second place, Minnesota, just a point back in fourth place. And RSL has uh, had zero success in Minnesota. They've only been in the league a couple years, but they've been beaten both times they've gone up there. And they haven't been able to defend those guys. They lost 3-2. They lost 4-2. They played earlier this year in Utah, and Minnesota was one of the few teams to come in and not get beat, and they played to a 1-1 draw. That's uh, Sunday afternoon at 3.30. DJ and PK, there are the headlines. What is trending? And what is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing.
Coming up this morning, Kyle Gunther, former Utah offensive lineman, is going to join us at 8 o'clock. Brian Keel, former BYU linebacker at 9 o'clock. It's the red and the blue on Friday, the big game BYU and USC. Question of the day is up on our Facebook page. BYU, what do they got to do to beat the, U- beat the USC Trojans? How can they get it done? What's it going to take for an upset? We'll get to that next. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.